0: Hello and welcome to the third most terrifying episode of Cult Film and Review this month. Tonight, The King of Horror and the Master of the Undead are married in an unholy matrimony because we are talking about Creep Show. So let's start the Creep Show. Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi,
1: Mark. <laughs>
0: Where in the hell are we?
1: Want a day? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you.
0: This whole thing has turned into a theatrical
2: mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop
1: eating my sesame cake! I'm so... Huh. Just look like you like me and let's stay in No. Look, Scott, no. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same You age. can't
0: pick on hospitality. I won't
1: allow it. motherfucker.
0: Hey, guys. Thanks for joining the Colts. We really appreciate it. I'm your host, Cody Everett. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. we got one to do. Shout-out! Out. Out. So we'll be doing that at the end of the show. Remember to write the review so we know who you are. Um, and, and then head over to cultfilmandreview.com to see our latest videos. we got got... Um, 10 Family Scary Films that you can go check out uh, on there. Video for Video Store Dropout. Uh, the third episode of The Basement just dropped with our intern Steve. So go check that out there. And then also if you want to shop that cool, cool, cool film and review merchandise, you can also do it at the website. You can go there, click there. We'll take you right to our shop. And you can pick up a t-shirt, whatever you like. Uh, we're, tonight we're doing Creep Show, but before we get into that, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salusio? Hi, everybody. Creep Show was directed by George A. Romero. Was, screenplay was by Stephen King. That's important to know. We don't usually do screenplay, but hey, <laughs> Stephen King. Uh, the year it came out was 1982, had a budget of $8 million, made $21 million in the box office, was filmed here in the U.S., has a rating of R, and currently sits at a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is Chris's pick, Chris. Why'd you pick the Creep show?
3: This film has been on, I think uh, my list for a while. I know Mike had mentioned also wanting to do this at some point in the last, you know, three years that we've been doing this. This is a horror movie that I, I is uh, I feel like an iconic horror film. A lot of, I feel like a lot of people have seen this movie. Um, it might have been one of the first ones to do the comic book style, uh, pay in, in paying tribute to the the EC comics. Um, and it was one as a kid that I remember loving. you know, I, lo- I remember loving the wackiness of it and, uh, and the poster art is definitely iconic. I think everybody remembers that too. So uh, I thought, what better time to bring this one up than Halloween? you know, around Halloween, October. Um, it's an anthology film. So there are several stories within this movie. And I thought that would also be an interesting, uh, type of film to do on the podcast. Carl, you ever seen this
0: movie before? Is this your first time? No, I
3: I have seen it before. Um, you know, you,
4: you, you, You know you're gonna hear it. It's an Uncle Ken tape. Oh, <laughs> oh hey. hasn't been for a while though. This is an Uncle oh, yeah. Ken tape. Have I you... remember um I remember it was in a box of random stuff and uh, me and my brother Ryan watched it and uh a couple of the stories really stuck out in my mind, but on this watch there was a couple that I completely fucking forgot about, so yeah.
1: Mike, first time watching the creep show? Oh, not at all. I've seen this <laughs> many, many, many times. Um yeah, it was like actually one of my favorite like movies as a kid. So watch it a lot. Um, and just like Kyle, as much as I've seen it, you're right. There were a few where I was like, I don't remember this one.
4: Yeah, I was like, Is this? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely this, ones that definitely. Special I edition. I was
1: like, I've seen this a
3: hundred times. Download a
4: special edition.
3: Yeah, I have the same experience with. Did that. you? Yeah. Did you get it mixed
1: up with Creepshow too? No, no. But uh, I there's can't there's, even there's picture Creepshow. There. There's stories in this that, that I yeah.
3: think people commonly blank on. Cody, you seen this before.
0: So I had thought I'd seen this before. This oh. is one of those ones where I'm like, I've seen Creep Show. And then I watched Creep Show. I was like, I've never seen Creep Show. Maybe it was <laughs> maybe
1: Creep Show 2. I don't know. Because I'll tell you right now, the way Creep Show 2 starts is exactly how I thought this one started. Yeah. And that's and I was like, I don't remember this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I yeah, no, I don't like maybe I've just seen Creep Show a lot. But you you said, you know, you, you've mentioned Creep Show and you've heard it mentioned for the you know for years that we've been doing this. And I remember hearing it the most when we did Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. That's when I remember hearing it the most last time. was one Halloween ago or yeah. two Halloweens ago. I don't remember. Um, and you can find the episode on <laughs> Uh And <laughs> I remember that being brought up because it was like, what's the better anthology? I think was the kind of the discussion around that movie and this movie. So it's kind of cool getting to see this uh, for the first time. And I'm excited to see where I'm at comparative to you guys. Mm hmm. So you know, it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, this is an anthology, so I think plots with Mike is going to be kind of hard to do. Well, I mean, I can do
1: structures with Mike. Sure. Sure. <laughs> structures yeah. with Seleucio. I love it. I can do it. Structure. So as as everybody said, Creep Show. It's uh it's a anthology. So it's a series of connected horror tales, as you were. But it's actually framed in the idea that it's coming out of this like one single comic book. And um that's really the only combining factor. So unlike trick-or-treat, like there isn't like a monster that's kind of like showing all these tales or hopping around a neighborhood to and interwoven, you're seeing these things. Yeah. This one is only interwoven by the idea that I guess everything is happening in a comic book except for well, we'll talk about it. There's one that might not be. Um and that's pretty much it. But it does have some pretty what I would consider A list stars at this time. We got yeah. Ted Danson. We got Leslie Nielsen. Uh, we have um, Adrian, Bar- Adrian Barbeau. Ed Harris. Uh, Ed Harris is in it. Tom Atkins. For a brief second. Tom Akins. It's a young it. Ed Harris. Yeah. Who knows oh, how to disco? Young, very young Ed. Yeah. I, um, handsome man. <laughs> handsome man, I'll say it. Handsome man, mm-hmm. and that and that's it. That's it. It's just this. Uh, yeah, there's just
4: five stories. Five stories of
3: terror. Also, yeah. we can't forget two powerhouse horror icons coming together yes. to make this yes. movie, and and wanting to work together, which is why
1: it even happened. Three, if you count Tom Savini, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's true. True. you definitely should count Tom Thompson. Yeah. yeah, he uh, was
3: still coming up
1: though in in the '82 effects world.
3: 82? What, really?
4: 82? dude? He was what?
3: he was calling fucking Rick Baker for information on the set of this on how to do shit.
1: Yeah, but he still became a higher icon. Yeah, but
4: he had already he had already done Dawn
3: of the Dead, which is like
1: that's yeah. like
4: his like fucking well that's like a swan song, man. Yeah, I'm not discrediting
1: him. I'm just let's saying, let's be honest. That, yeah, it's Chris. This is Leslie Nielsen's post-police story, <laughs> yeah. you know, pre-naked gun. So we yeah. don't really know what he's doing right now. He's not that hot in this movie. You know, <laughs> he's only ten- what ten- 66, <laughs> 66 <laughs> real not, early in his career.
0: Teddance is not really doing Cheers yet. He's kind of like bullshit. Um, <laughs> damn, Chris, I don't know. Like Adria Barba, the only she was only the reason she got the part. She was married to John Carpenter, and. <laughs> Like, damn, what? Chris. Yeah, at this yeah, time, 82. She, she should ah. be married to him at that time, I think. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. There's a, there is, oddly enough, like, there's, a, apparently there is a lot of John Carpenter references in these, like, I guess the crate is a John Carpenter reference. Comes from the Arctic and that has something to do with the thing, basically. I mean, maybe. Um, I, I saw it loose, loosely. Yeah. Loosely there's, I think there's some homages. But, mm-hmm. I mean,
4: how can you homage something that came out the same year? Yeah. Right, so this, this is the third film from '82. This is the third film from '82. we have done for Halloween.
0: So that so
4: far our three films are '1982. So
0: can I tell you something? That's a good year, man. '82 was a it was a it was a good year for horror, huh? It was, it was, good, was good enough popping. for at
1: least uh, our picks for 2018. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't plan it either. Yeah, no, just good. That's cool. Well, not at I'm all. Probably gonna ruin it with my next pick anyway. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. know. You're not, you're, yeah. You can't ruin anything with your next it's pick. Spoiler alert.
4: Oh, there you go. Spoiler alert. I just oh. said seventy seven. We don't know what it I is. know that's why I said it's called spoiler alert. Yeah. Do your research, Do fans at, listening at
1: home. What horror movie? Seventy seven. There you go. You got a whole there week to go. figure it out until we give you the answer. Yeah, they're like, we don't give a shit, we'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, until Cody puts it on Instagram.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like to drop hints saying I'm watching. The title this.
1: card is not a hint. <laughs>
0: no, I say watching right now. I'm watching it right now. That's all. Yeah. That's I can be watching movies. That's weird. Every single time Cody
1: watches something, it ends up on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you guys want to be on the inside, you guys want to be cool. You gotta follow VHS. Follow VHS, VHS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a sh- shameless
0: plug, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're welcome. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Creep Show.
2: And shit for brains. No good at departmental politics. No good at making money. No good at making an impression on anybody. And no good at all in bed. When was the last time you got it up, Henry? Huh? When was the last time you were a man in our bed? Now get out of my way, Henry, or I swear to God, you'll be wearing your balls for earrings. And I swear to God, if you ever... touch
0: And we're back. We're talking about The Creep Show. This is Chris's Pick. Came out in 1982. Third one this year? Third one. This month. This, this month. this month, yeah. I'm yeah. sure we've hit 82 well, before. I'll, also, this is the only Halloween month that we, you know, we get this year. That's yeah, the only <laughs> Halloween yeah. month
3: we get in October this year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Talking about the creep Show. Let's get into it. First one, Father's Day. That's our first story.
3: Well, it's not where we start, though. Not
0: really where we start, right? It opens up with uh, a mustache list. As Chris has it written down here, Tom Atkins.
4: Yes,
3: I never thought I'd see that man without a mustache, and was, here it, he is. It made it, it made
4: me feel weird. I was like, I don't yeah. like this at all. Like we
3: made such a big deal about his stash that it's like almost magical that it was revealed. In it was definitely film. like where it, I was
1: like, who's this pussy? It was, it was, and it was Tom <laughs> Atkins. And I was like, he's lost all his power over yeah.
3: me. What's, the weird thing is, I was like, that's Tom Atkins' voice. Yeah, who is that guy? <laughs> he says crap so much in the opening. Dude, scene. Tom Atkins is such an asshole in this role, isn't he? Yeah. 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 he's like the shittiest maybe, dad. Do you think that's why he's uncredited? Like, maybe he wanted to stay. Like, he was like, "No, oh, I don't want
4: my yeah, persona to, to be a mustache. He wants list. to keep his Atkin's image alive." What yeah. I think it was is the, <laughs>
1: point, the point, I don't want people to recognize me. I know I'll shave off. <laughs> it almost
4: worked. It almost worked it on me. It was a voice that gave it away. I was really bummed that he wasn't credited. Do anybody know why he wasn't credited? Oh, no, was probably, there beef know. with him. No, may, like, it, but,
1: no come on. It, Maybe it was supposed to be. Maybe it was a marketing thing. Maybe they're like, "Oh yeah, it's like Tom Atkins. Like we don't want him stealing all the thunder." Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, just like but Tom Atkins stealing thunder in '82. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Dude, know. Dude, Tom
0: Atkins is always stealing thunder. I think we—that's been established, well established. Yeah, we, we're because what is this? Is this like his? This is what the third Tom Atkins film we reviewed. Third or fourth, keep showing fourth? up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know
1: if we could safely call this a Tom Atkins film. No, it's a Tom but, Atkins. Yeah, he's
0: in. We're almost to. Well, he's almost Slater level. He's almost <laughs> Christian
1: Slater yeah, level well, at this point. I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough beat.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is
3: a tough beat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no doubt.
0: <laughs> so he's this mean dad who is mad at his son for basically having a, 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 a comic
4: is played he?
3: by Stephen King's son.
0: They actually, yeah. Jesus! That okay? I was wondering because
4: I was like, "God, this motherfucker looks just like Stephen King." Yeah, it's like a seen. creepy Steve Child version of Stephen King.
3: It's little Joe King right there. Joe King,
0: little Joe King, little Joe King. It's gonna, <laughs> It's gonna happen tonight. Uh and he basically gets rid of the magazine and yells at the mom. And the magazine opens up. No, he throws the magazine in the trash yeah, can. Yes. The
4: wind, the wind opens whisks by up. and and opens that magazine right up.
1: And we're basically in the, world. the beginning of Forrest Gump. Same thing.
4: Yeah, yeah. They so basically
1: it... ripped off Creep Show. Good point, Mike. I, that's what I. <laughs> Thank you. I like to give credit where credit is
4: due,
0: people. <laughs> so, so then we go into Father's Day, which is the first story. Okay. And is this one of the ones that you guys forgot? Because yeah, uh, no,
4: no. Yeah, it, this one was for me. It wasn't one that I forgot. But let me pose this question. Maybe this question might be better answered after we talk through all the things. But. Would you, if you, had, if you were on this film and you were editing, would you would you
0: lead with this? Oh,
3: man. Can I, yeah. Yes. I think so. Yep. Cause I it's, agree. It's one of the more boring ones. It's
0: one of the weakest ones. You open with a weak. You open with a weak, build to the best. What I, do you mean you open with a weak? No, you have to hook
3: people. No, you gotta, yeah, he's look right. At,
0: look at look at any
4: fucking, like, album, right? You hook them with the first couple of tracks. The middle is usually, like, stuff you pass by and you might discover later on in life. And then you finish strong. And they open. They open
3: with, "Damn, this one's boring as fuck." Well, no, I mean, okay, it's it. It's got a slow build. I'll agree with that. Like it's it's kind of a lot of story. It's just telling a backstory about some family, you know, some crazy guy that rich guy that tormented everybody.
0: Yeah, his daughter hated him.
3: And the payoff is, you know, the payoff is the guy comes out of the ground as a zombie. And I think it's kind of appropriate given that George Romero is doing the film his first story be about a zombie coming back to life.
0: Here's my problem with it. Can I throw my problem with it? Yeah. Is yeah. the fact that you kind of just do it again later on. Well, that's, well, no, hold on, though. That's
4: the thing with, okay, if you think back to, like, think back to Tales from the Crypt and think back to even what this is based off, which is, like, old school right. Cryptkeeper comics or Tales of Terror comics and stuff, they all have a gotcha ending and this movie does it kind of, it, it, it I agree this this story just feels repeated throughout but because it all
0: has the same sort of like they always come back type of an ending. But I mean, even, uh, what I'm actually saying is the zombie thing. Like you do two zombie stories in the same in the out of five, that's that's pretty what is that ratio? Well no, the, well, second, give me well, the, the, ratio. the second one zombie. wasn't zombies.
4: It's more of like They're basically go- those, zombies. Those, no, they were dude. they were ghosts. They were ghosts haunting him because those the video zombies. the video footage showed nothing but an eerie
1: mist. It looked like
3: motherfucking a- zombies. Also a completely different setting. Like yeah. totally different yeah, setting. At the beach. So
1: listen, if the dead are gonna come to life, I mean like are you saying they're going to be different if they're skeletons versus just, zombies? No. I'm, or just like, saying, like, I'm trying to they figure out what the no, arbitrary they, they, rule here like, is.
0: Honestly, they could have done something different with the second one that wasn't so zombie-esque, even if it was a ghost. Let's be honest, guys. They look like zombies. Can we talk yeah, about They but, look but like go, zombies. But going back to this you know that George Romero directed. I know, but that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, they could have just done something else. Jesus that felt Christ,
1: get a new trick, z-
3: George. Lo- well, Stephen King, to be fair, Stephen yeah, King wrote all these stories. I mean, he... Two of them were already written, and and then he created three more for this movie specifically.
4: I, the The issue I had with it wasn't the fact that the first one that Grandpa's a zombie. My issue was like, why now? He, she killed him like how many years ago? And every year she oh, comes and hangs out. I right read now. a theory on
0: this. Oh, I, I did, oh you have a theory. Okay. I, read, I read, this, read a theory. No, I read this exact theory, and it's actually pretty cool. You don't yeah. even know what he's going to
4: no, say. I, I do.
3: I think he does because. <laughs> okay. So so apparently she spills whiskey on the grave. And there's an old tale that like if you spill whiskey on a grave, it like means that it can like reinvigorate the dead back to life. There, it like comes I, from, maybe from like Scottish folklore or something so like it, that. It's, it's,
4: so it, folks uh, listening at home, bone up on your Scottish folklore yeah. before you watch this film. So before I, I but know there was a I prequel. should probably look this up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I had homework to do before I watched this fucking oh, I'm movie. Not,
3: yeah. I'm not claiming it. I'm just saying that they did. They somebody did dig can into. Can we that. just say
1: though, if it was a piece of cake, it would have made it very clear. <laughs> Yes, thank you. It's True. Yeah. If, it if it was a like piece dropped of- a lady finger on the ground, <laughs> 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 like a ho ho falls down, a lady and then it immediately reinvigorates, and yeah. went like, too artsy Oh, now I want it. more it, it, cake.
4: It would have, yeah, it would have worked better if she went up there and ate the cake in front of him to be like, "Fuck yeah. you! Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. your cake," like, and some, she's eating it and she. She drops the catalyst. cake. And that yeah. is what gets his spirit like that enraged. Like, I'm getting my fucking cake. I agree, yeah. I thought, I thought the same thing. I'm like, why, did, why is this all happening
1: now?
4: <laughs> it made no sense. Jim Bean was the catalyst. And like, at no point did we even think that was his his sauce of choice.
1: Yeah, yeah we don't know that. Yeah. yeah. That's a Had rich said, family. Bring me Jim my Bean. Jim Beam. That would have been made a lot more sense. <laughs> and then also made a lot of money for Jim Beam, I think, this year. Probably. We did not make any money off of Jim Beam. So let's stop saying the name. <laughs>
0: You know what? Don't drink Jim Bean. <laughs> or do. Uh yeah, choice is yours. This is the this is where handsome Ed Harris shows up. Man, that motherfucking disco dance! Yeah, he can.
1: Yeah, he can. Jesus. But don't you have a good time on Grandma's did it, watch? Did, did everybody recognize yeah. him immediately, yeah. and then think for a second, no, that can't be Ed Harris, yes! and then immediately be like, how do I, how can I not think this is Ed Harris? I rec- that's how I felt the whole that's time.
4: That's how I recognized him immediately, and I said, oh, that's what young Ed Harris looks like. Yeah, because I feel like he's just like Morgan Freeman. Like at yeah. a certain age, he just looks the same for the last forty right. years. Exactly. Right.
3: I I always remembered him as being kind of a staple of this movie even though it's such a meaningless role, you know. I I do remember him. But
0: can I be honest? I almost feel like this whole story and this is kind of going back to like Kyle's thing of in the beginning you open with a with a, with a hook rather than, you know, a turd. And like that that's the thing is, man, like this 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 whole one just feels so meaningless. <laughs> It's just like yeah. it's like well we gotta get a, a zombie out of the ground somehow
4: like or like yeah this one definitely left so, me with a feeling like I don't care
0: I'm like where's this like where's the like the story is just like eh, yeah not, I wasn't into it
4: yeah there's nothing like like none of the characters none of the characters in this one give me anything to like latch onto and actually no. care about like oh man I really hope. I really hope that this person makes it alive.
1: If, it's like it's like if there was like a bonfire, like spooky story, and it was that one kid that was telling it wrong.
4: <laughs>
1: you know, like okay, so like, every year this woman would go see your dad's grave, and then like one day though, it turned into a zombie though, and like it attacked him. And like, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. wait so, so back in the day, she wanted cake. Okay, so no, no, he wanted the cake,
4: Billy. <laughs> Right, he wanted cake, <laughs> and she didn't make the cake. I guess. <laughs> Anyhow, so he's a zombie now, and this there's is
3: cake. exactly how yeah. this
1: this played out in my head and felt as <laughs> I was watching it. <laughs> well, it, the also, first one definitely it just it feels like it lacks cleverness. Well, the story's just maybe.
3: idiotic. It's just like it's just like where did your husband go? Dude. I don't know. I guess I'll go look for him, and then it's the same scenario want, it plays want, out again and again.
4: You want to know what the hook of this one is?
3: Where's my cake? Yeah, that's the hook of this one. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's a story built around that. Yeah. It, it
4: was like,
0: uh, you know, I think it came out, yeah, it definitely came out much later, but it was almost like the, the you know, the pre-tar man brains from uh, Return yeah. of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, it, they were hoping. It had that look, huh? It, you know, it did have the look and even the catchphrase because that had a catchphrase, I'm but sorry. you know, it's like, I don't know, just where's my cake didn't work for me, it like, didn't work for me either, dude. Yeah. I was like, so what you, you get cake and you stop? Like, is that you're over it? He's <laughs> <What?" laughs> like, finally, cool. Go yeah. back. And
4: he takes a bite. He's like, Ugh, vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> you know I love chocolate. Man, Susan. All that work. I'm more of a fun fatty <laughs> sort of zombie, goddammit. No ganache.
3: <laughs> yeah, and that I think it is a wee, <laughs> one of the, the weaker ones. Frosting? Personally. Yeah,
4: it's it for me, like it 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 set me off on kind of like a ugh note with this movie. So I would have yeah. preferred it get shuffled into the middle a little bit more.
0: So then the next one's uh, what is it? The, lo- the lonesome death of uh, Jordy Varel. Yeah. Yeah. Veryl, yeah, that's the next one. That and this is the screen debut of another than Stephen King himself. Good job. <laughs> Stephen King. Stephen King.
1: Uh yeah. I w- may- c- could have hoped maybe at some point in time it was his last. <laughs> <laughs> It's not his best performance. No. Oh man. What so is yeah, this?
4: Can I be honest? Here we go, man. His best performance is maximum overdrive. My... Honey, this thing called me an asshole. Ooh. Yeah. I
3: think we're gonna have some disagreements. I think Bert... this might be my favorite Stephen King performance of all time. H- here's the thing. Well, it's
1: the most of him. I know. We yeah. open we open <laughs> we o-
3: that's true. We open with the
0: um with with the the weeks the weak one and I feel like we go right back into another weak story with two.
1: No, I kinda like no. number two. Oh, I disagree. disagree. I don't like this one yeah. at all. I, I liked it. It had a very um god, how like a southern gothic feel to yeah. it, but like a weird sci-fi update to that. Totally. Yeah. Like, you know, this is a simpleton and you're like, What's going on over here? And then yeah. he just gets himself caught up in something. It's it, it's almost like I like it. For its simplicity.
3: Yeah, of, of of the group, I think this one might be the most charming one. I mean, Stephen King is silly and goofy, like almost hearkening back to like a Don Nazi kind of
1: character. Don Nazi? Yeah, yeah, no, he's...
3: Oh, Don... that was a little slippage. What?
1: A Don okay, so Knotts type
3: is... of character,
1: <laughs> you know Don Nazi. <laughs>
4: yeah, uh, <laughs> a really dark era in Don yeah. Knotts' career. <laughs>
0: Horrible. Yeah. Oh, I was burning God. with rage over here until I heard Don Nazi. Um,
3: uh, <laughs> 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 no, but 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 it, it's very silly. I mean, you know, I do love the the sci-fi aspect to it. It's very colorful, like the you know, and and to see Stephen King play such a silly role, like. How can you not just be like kind of gripped by that in a sense?
4: I uh, wasn't gripped by uh, it not once. I wasn't gripped. <laughs> by it. So this is what I'm going to say: is that of all the f- all the stories, for some reason, I remember this one the most. It it always stuck with me, mm-hmm. and I also think I disagree uh, on on Stephen King's character being likable or interesting. He's kind of irritating to me. Yes, and it, it's too much of a caricature. But this, is, but this story, I think, has the best ending in all of the stories in this in this one because it it has that it has that you know apocalyptic ending like this shit is just going to spread and it's going straight for town and it's making its way and that I I liked that aspect of it and I liked his I liked him taking his life at the end i thought that was like kind of a powerful fucking moment
3: i agree and i think that the, the the short journey that we have with this character i did feel something for him about when he blew his head off at the end i was like yeah. that's very sad because i does not like
4: the the craving the bath he just wants to take a warm bath because it itches so fucking much and he's just like yeah. and he starts hallucinating dude and he fucking he gets it and it's like yes and then he wakes up just as a fucking
0: monster
3: yeah I I feel like I feel his pain in a way. Your description of it is so much
1: deeper and better than the fucking film. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. If I agree I'm... that because I kind of agree with both of them a little bit uh, because I don't. the way I I remember it because so this first one came out the Father's Day one and I kind of remember being like I don't remember this one and I was like I don't maybe this film isn't as good as I thought you know like like maybe I was wrong you know and then this one started with Stephen King and this wild performance and I was immediately like. Oh, yeah, it isn't as good as I remember it. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then, like, kind of as it was going on, especially when he starts turning and stuff, it did have, like, this weird dramatic turn, even though you're still playing it really big. Mm-hmm. And then it did start get me feel for this guy really bad, like, badly. And I was like, oh, no, no, this is pretty sick. I don't remember this one either, but, like, wow. And then you're right. After the shotgun happens, you're like, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Maybe this film was as good as I remember. Like, yeah. you know, it, 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 that's what I like about the ending. They said they
4: they they hit you twice. They hit you with two punches. The guy takes his fucking life, and then like you just get you just get the rest of the the from the radio report, the mm-hmm. fucking the farm report. You guys will be happy. Rain is planned, like heavy rain, and it's just like oh fuck, like this shit's just gonna keep spreading. Yeah, like I I, I liked it for that aspect and like. The thing that always stuck out to me was his tongue having the fuzzy shit on his tongue. I don't know why that always just sticks out. On the fingers,
3: the bubbles on the fingers, that that definitely creep me out. That looked good, yeah. Ew. I like the little nod to, you know, of course this is a Stephen King story, so he has to throw in all his shit, like the Castle Rock Castle, sign. Yeah, and, Castle
1: Rock, yeah. Yeah,
3: there's a couple, I think the other two re- have some meaning as well, maybe where he's from or where he lives currently, but. Stephen King's performance was just too goddamn corny for me to even get into it from the beginning. The thing from the I, get-go. You, the thing they
0: I'm- they blew it <clears throat> from scene one with me, like, on it, and like, and, like, I didn't find it funny because, again, I think you said it was a character caric- uh, Caricature. Thank you, uh, and I agree with that. It was, and it was overplayed, and that just out of the get go ruined it for me. And yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think the whole plant fucking taking a, a clipping at the end of it uh, was that impactful. So I it just this I is just, my. I just like movies opinion. that leave me
4: let let allow my my imagination yeah. to kind of run a little more wild. And you know, it's like it's like any film that leaves you like, what happens next? Like, I mean, the thing is a great example just coming off of that. And this kind of has that same ending. However, I'm gonna agree with you on something that's absolutely horrible in this one, outside of Stephen King's acting, is this fucking imagination of what it's like going to the doctor or oh, going to yeah. this to the university. I was like,
0: This is the most yeah, yeah. insane shit. I don't even care. I don't wanna watch it. It's stupid. And here's the super goofy. Here's the thing now, you gotta remember, this is my first time seeing it. And I'm two in, and I'm watching a movie written and directed by, you know, two icons in horror. And what I'm getting is kind of some pretty tame shit up front.
1: Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think what I I think him blowing his head off is about the most violent.
0: Well, it's the most violent
3: thing. It's a
4: fucking plant. I you know what yeah, though? That's I
1: mean,
3: the it, interesting part about that is it seems
1: violent but it's just I'll like I'll tell you why because he le- le- legit dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: For sure, but I, I he, I'll yeah, it, sorry. It happened for for me though, I realized that this is going to be tame as fuck before these Started when the Halloween store skeleton is in the window, and you can see whoever's holding it isn't very steady and it's just like wobbling back and forth. No, That's like like the, the, the creep,
0: Kyle. That's uh, the creep, and he's creep. blowing in the wind, Kyle.
4: <laughs> That's the creep. Uh, it look that looks so bad, and I was like, Tom's meeting to this, yeah, it. it is a little silly. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> that and like this, just the wild, and this happens throughout all the stories, it's just the wild uh, backdrops whenever something crazy happens to a character it's a close up and then behind them is like a kaleidoscope of color
3: uh. like woo! you didn't like that oh i think that's one of the charms of this film yeah you would yeah yeah
0: um and then the next one we come up to is something to tide you over mike
1: so this is the one that i always remember yeah this is the one for me that when right before i saw this film i was like this so there's two stories that i always remember about creep show it's this one and it's the wrath which i thought was in this one or is actually how i thought this one opened but is actually the second movie in creep show 2 anyone follow that <laughs> has the Wrath? <laughs> yeah the
3: second <laughs> creep show 2 has the wrath you thought it was a part of this one i thought the wrath
1: was part of the- yes that's what i'm saying yeah i thought know. the wrath was part of this one i thought this movie opened with the raft but yeah. it's actually creep show 2 so, but those two, those two uh, stories are the ones that really always stand up my mind when I think about Creepshow as like even a series. And mm. yeah, it, it's it's this one, and namely because Ted Danson's in it. Okay. and I think as a kid he was the only actor that I recognized. Like, yeah, because from Cheers. Okay, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, it's the guy. No. Kind
3: of- for me, Leslie Nielsen. You know, yes. I recognized him, and and that always what drew me to this oh, really? one. Okay, but but yeah, and I remember being on a beach. You know, that was always like kind of a different. I setting. always remember.
4: I always remember from this one is the fucking the little fucking crab like by his face. Oh yeah, because yeah. that is he, a fear... His head's
0: under the, buried. You know, it's
4: like... the way
3: he reacts is how I would react too. I'd be like freaking <laughs> here's the, out.
0: Here's the thing: I don't have any memories of this because this was the first time I watched it. Um, but, What's your memory right now. But my memory is as this is one I I, I really liked. It, just because for me at least, seeing uh Leslie in that role, which is not like fucking police academy or, or yeah. naked gun or something like that, and seeing him kind to play
3: like a crazy character was fucking fun to watch. Yeah, real like a drama- more of a dramatic yeah. role. Yeah. It was which fun is weird to watch. because
1: Leslie Nielsen's entire career up until like Airplane, I think, was all dramatic roles, yeah. It was all I think he so. knew, and he actually did that. I think role just to to play away from type, and then he was always that type, like through the nineties. Yeah, yeah. It was
0: great, and it and Ted Danson also fantastic. He in was this. great in it. I, yeah. Some of the better acted, uh, one of the but probably the best acted story, I would say, in my opinion. Yes, uh,
1: yeah. Was, I mean, but it's, it's, it, it's got, it's uh, got most of the. The really good actors. actors. Yeah. I actually I felt even like Ted Danson's
3: life, acting was a little shaky, and but but it was interesting to see, because it wasn't bad by yeah. any means, but you could tell he was kind of new. I mean, I
4: didn't even recognize him as Ted yeah. Danson. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Didn't even fucking recognize His him. His voice so. sounds
3: a little <laughs> different, too, <laughs> yeah. in this.
0: Can I ask a question? Did you call him Ted Danson? I call him Ted, <laughs> Ted Danson. Oh, I thought you said Ted Danson. I <laughs> Ted was like, Danzig. Ted Danson. Mother. <laughs> 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 um, this,
4: and for this, somebody dig me out of this whole Mother.
0: <laughs> For this story too, I think it was kind of the most one of the most more creative ones, as far as like okay, here's a guy who's like really into cameras and stuff technology. like this and technology, and then has that aspect of it. But then the lighting is really cool too, with the red and the blue, um, and how they use that. And even when uh, Ted Danson's heads underwater, that scene's fucking cool mm-hmm. as shit. I love the way that one was shot. My, you know what?
4: That I like the story, but like I honestly would have preferred if they went a different direction with it. Not zombie ghosts? Yeah, because here's the thing. Here's the really cool, unique aspect of this story. This story is just about a serial killer. Somebody who gets off on... Oh, is it... On recording people and watching them die. He's an angry he was husband. A psychopath, but right? he, was a,
3: he was a psychopath. But, but but he it, was wronged by his his but wife. It, but yeah. but
4: it leads but but his shot of the videotape, his collection leads you to believe, oh, yeah, this isn't the this. first time he's fucking yeah, done this. So right, I was yeah. like, what a cool fucking angle. I'm watching a horror movie. There's nothing spooky or supernatural. This is just dealing with some some real terror. Yeah. And like for me, I God, even though it's unbelievable, part of me really wanted um. These characters to actually get free, get get loosen up the sand and actually get out and leave him to believe he actually killed somebody, and they came back and got revenge. Kyle
0: just made it better. I think Kyle just made it better because
4: that, I don't know, man. I the, I the aspect of somebody who's a psychopath who just is, dude, because he's not he so
0: good in that role. Yeah, and and
4: he was. He's so he play He plays it so straight and so like it, he's not crazy. He's just. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the subtle aspects of him being like a little like wild and, and a little little fucking gone in the I don't
1: head. Know if, yeah, I don't know if I agree with you. I kinda like the misdirect. Because you you're thinking it, you, that's how it, uh, assuming I don't know. But well, what, you're saying what, you felt the, the same right? way. What misdirect? No, no, well, because they're if you're playing if you,
0: up the easy comic thing. Can I
1: say? That's can, what can, I'm saying. Can can yeah. <laughs> can Cody finish, Mike? <laughs> now now you can <laughs> go. Thank you. Uh no. Um <laughs> No, like, I mean, you, you do think, if you were watching this for the first time, you are thinking that, okay, Leslie Nielsen's this guy, and he's committing, you know, murders, and maybe he's gonna go on. And then when he start, when he gets his own, it misdirects to, like, oh, okay, so now the, it's weird, because the villains are the people that he killed, and yet at the same time, you're like, oh, but I kind of, like, don't want this I, guy to win. Like, actually, I don't want him to kill it with his gun. Like
4: I, I actually didn't like that aspect. Really?
1: At the end, where you start actually, because
4: they... they <clears throat> either through editing and the, or the way it was written and stuff, they do set it up so that you actually start caring about Leslie's character right. and not wanting him to die. And I just, again, that kind of cheated me. I was like, well, no, he fucking deserves
1: his comeuppance. You don't like that aspect when it makes you, like, like heart candy's like that. Where you're like, that the whole point of that movie is like, well, would you, you like a murderer or a pedophile more? What do you like? You know, and it's like, you watch these people go through all this pain, and you're like, "But well, whose side are you on?"
4: I'm on the side of the people who get murdered yeah. by the serial killer. Oh, no, I know. Did but was are you saying they that they slept
1: you... together? They don't deserve to die. No, no, I understand that. Damn, but like, I... you're harsh. Oh my god, no! But the, 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 <laughs> what he's saying is, is that he actually did honestly start feeling sorry for Leslie Nielsen's character. Oh, I did. I'm saying that that's an <laughs> no. interesting dynamic that it no, plays the... on your empathy.
4: Yeah, the the way that they
1: shot it, it it. it...
4: It starts to focus more on him being scared and actually tries to draw the audience that direction. I didn't like that they tried to do that. Oh, see, I like that. Uh, I so, like when yeah.
1: things try to fuck with my personal morality, my personal yeah. empathy, and like, and put me in. And this is I'll, not the I'll film for that. Well, I think this film <laughs> yeah, right. personally suffers from like. Th- like, these these
3: scare moments, or these scary moments, like, they drag on too long to the point where they're not scary. And it might be just a victim of the times. That's true. Yeah. It might just be a victim of the times, but I'm like, okay, they're just showing these this stuff too much, and nothing's happening, and they're not building any suspense. It, was, yeah.
4: it works in the meteor one, because that is built on a gro- something growing. But, like, yeah, for the first story and this story, it's like, if he had popped out of the ground and killed her, like, and that was the end, like... That would have been great. That's a great payoff. Same with this one. If if he went to collect the shit from the beach and it was still nighttime and then he got his shit then, that would have been fun. But yeah, the dragging it out. It's like, you no know,
3: now he's in the room fought, battling them. Now he's in the bathroom. Now he shoots them. Now he's out of the bathroom well, cause, again.
4: Cause you, like, you, loo- you lose the suspense that comes with the supernatural film. Yeah, right. When you hold on shit too long. Now it, now you're turning this into a masterpiece. Right. It's a creature feature. Yeah, but
1: it, it, Did anybody think that maybe he, I don't know. Here's the thing, man. It does. It does plan this idea, like the ending of it, when he goes absolutely insane.
3: Well, he's buried in the sand. He's been
1: buried. No, I know, but like yeah. you gotta, you gotta wonder how did do, how does he get from the house to the to the beach, right? Um, yeah, you assume that these two zombies carried, carried him or something like that. But like the way it's kind of cut, what I do like about it is that it starts off with him maniacally laughing, like he's going fucking insane, mm-hmm. and then still being crazy when he's in the sand. Yeah. So you also kind of wonder there is this weird moment where you're like. Did he just go insane? Like, did he bury himself in the sand somehow? Like, did he just go... I I liked that direction.
4: I liked that that's a great ending for the story. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, I don't know, the ghost aspect just... I think Chris made a good point. I think it, it lingered on it way too long for it to have any more meaningful impact than I think they were trying to achieve.
0: Well, then we also go back to, like, the fucking same gag of... And even using the same vocal effect for these things and just repeating the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. What gag is that? The the gag that was using you know, I want my fucking cake. Yeah. The, the, the same thing. They're just like, We can't die or I don't know what they're saying. They're like they put like a little bubble. Let's effect. go for a swim or something. <laughs> <laughs> some bullshit.
3: And Hope that, you can hold your breath. There so you go. That, Shit, yeah. that
0: like took me out of it a little bit two with it and but uh, again best
3: act one in my opinion oh,
0: easily and right. and again that makes it fun to watch
3: i i don't i i think it may be equal equally as good acted as the next one that we come to the crate yeah
0: the crate you think is uh think there's some good
3: acting in yeah, this one some really good acting in yeah but no okay who the lead the lead guy Definitely not uh, Adrian Henry, Barbeau Henry Henry.
0: I was just gonna say definitely not Adrian Barbeau because she fucking... don't think she was bad. Adrian in this. Barbeau
1: plays her part. She was very obnoxious. She's supposed to be and obnoxious and irritating and and you wanna hate her by the end of this. I totally did.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I didn't because I, I I didn't because I was like, Oh, you want me to think you're obnoxious and blah 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 because you're overplaying
1: this. But hold on, wait a second. We gotta stop with this whole overplaying thing because has any this is the just the tone of the fucking film, guys. No, I agree with that. Like, can we stop being like, oh, you overplayed it? It's like, okay, but it's weird for again. Oh, Jim Carrey all the time, with the fucking elastic. <laughs> what are you face. talking about? This is a this is a horror movie. Again,
0: it's but this is the, what I'm saying. Stephen is... Stephen King and George Romero. You think it's you're like getting a
1: dark
3: comedy horror I, movie? I, I,
1: what you expect is different than the entire tone of the film. Yes, I agree with that. There are big acting throughout all the, this entire film. So like he by this time you're three quarters into the film you're dismissing it because oh but this is being acted too big it's like okay yeah it's supposed to be a comic book it's like I didn't think I, I I'm not getting upset because it was acted too big I'm getting upset because I thought the performance think I'm wasn't you? that good why do you think I'm directing this to you I'm directing it to you <laughs> because you're staring at me true sure you were staring well, at well because him. you were defending you you said something I thought you were gonna say something what
0: I just he's yelling at me but he's looking at you.
1: <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> I think it was nice to see Adrian Barbeau get a little bit more of a character, like in Escape from New York. Like she's good, like she's okay, like. But I feel like, for some reason, like this character is more burned into my brain than her character from Escape from New York. You know, so yeah, just, it'll be burned in my brain for a long time too. Because it's obnoxious and she does it well. And I by and I felt no. I felt what's his name Henry? Is uh, it Henry? Yes, it's definitely Henry. I, I felt Henry's pain. <laughs> <laughs> I felt Henry's pain, and I was like, "I understand why he's trying I to did, lead this woman to this crate."
0: <laughs> I did enjoy the two uh, older actors. And I can't remember their names that are in this that in in this in the crate. The um, the both the professors. I thought they were both pretty good in this. I thought, yeah, Hal, I, I, Hal,
3: I, Hal Holbrook, right, is one of them. Yeah, um, he's probably one of the more.
0: I I liked the
4: crate story a lot. Yeah. usually. Yeah. and uh, what's funny is this is one that I
1: don't really remember.
0: Wow,
4: at all. This is
1: one I always remember. Too. Yeah, I feel like this. Yeah
0: is the iconic one and I didn't I forgot, you know, like I've seen images of the of the monster from the crate before but I forgot.
4: Yeah, when I saw the monster I was like, "Oh yeah, that thing's in this." But like the whole story for some reason like when it opens the party I just don't remember any of the shit at hmm. all.
3: I wasn't expecting a gray gorilla to pop out. <laughs> no. I was not what expecting... Else are you expecting from Antarctica <laughs> with like a grim or, or uh, a critters kind of mix.
0: Can we talk about it? <laughs> Can we let's talk about the creature? Yeah, f- yeah, fuzzy.
3: Is that fuzzy, what they called it? it? Yeah. Fluffy? Fluffy. Fluffy, that's what it was. That's
0: what they called it on set. Um I don't know. Let me get your thoughts, Kyle. What do you what do you think of it? I thought it was fu- I thought it was fine.
4: I thought it was good. I mean, for what it was supposed to be, it was it was creepy enough and they shot it in the shadows enough that it still left a little bit to the imagination. I, I, I really don't have a I don't have a lot to bitch about it, really. The only thing that I thought was just like it didn't didn't it didn't work for me was the the yellow eyes. Yeah. Like uh, it just
0: didn't work for me. I don't know. I thought that was the one of the cooler parts is when they look in the crate and they get those eyes that close up, it made me think it was gonna be uh
3: a lot more dangerous
0: than what came out. I feel like
3: <laughs> what you don't think that thing looked dangerous? Those razor sharp teeth that were constantly wet <sighs> and dripping water <laughs> it,
4: this, it, <laughs> after after two hundred years in a crate. It looked like a bigger version, version of or. a
3: critter.
0: I don't like it. Did kind of yeah. look like a bigger version of a critter. Mm-hmm. I could see that, but yeah, yeah I did, I, like I don't know. I guess I, again, at, at this point, Mike, you're right. I probably shouldn't have been, but I was expecting more. You know what I mean? Like again, here we go. We got these two.
3: I honestly Icons. like this character. I think they shot it very well. I, they shot its actions very well, like when it turns and rips the flesh off a human being, like all oh, done the, in one the effects shot. Effects
4: in yeah. this one are the best chance. dude. To it yeah. looks good as far and, as like
3: the gore goes. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, great. you're right. It does look have a puppet look. It's the it, hair. Yes. The hair totally fucks it. Yeah, I but think. you know
4: what? This is eighty two. I could give a shit. Yeah. They all look like puppets, at this time it's all guys in suits.
3: Yeah, but the but <laughs> I feel like as far as like a menacing creature, like this is the one that scared me the most of. England. And creep show like seeing it as a child yeah the crate was the one that I feared the most because of because of that creature Fluffy what about you Mike Where you at on
1: it? Fluffy I, I liked it I thought it was you know scary enough yeah. like I don't I mean I at this point I'm not expecting this movie to be like fucking seriously like shake out of my boots yeah. frightening like mm-hmm. I'm not expecting the tone of this is gonna change like I know what I'm going for here right and the creature I thought really fitted and I really do like the I mean there's something about this film that I really like which is um. so the the artists we've, we somebody mentioned it real quick about the bright colors and stuff like that mm-hmm. they really do try to mimic what I feel are horror movie comic book like frames you know mm-hmm. and this monster I feel like fits it really good especially the way that they shoot it like all you see are cuts of like I mean, a- a- remembering this scene all I remember is seeing gnashing teeth coming at the screen and this now seeing it a little bit more full and like the imagination's a little bit gone it's still d- no, it's true. You when you're a kid, and you remember something. It's fucking different, yeah, fucking man. Fucking Mike beat down. And he has got no imagination <laughs> left in his life. Broken, broken by reality. Is fucking the time. Reality <laughs> of life is settled. Now in. that I know that it's nothing just cool a could puppet. ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I still think it does a pretty good job at that. Like it, they they cut it in a way that um. It it made the memories of what I thought it was like still feel like okay I can totally see why I thought that yeah because the way they cut that it's, it's it really does look like eyes and teeth that's what you see real quick and claws and I feel like that's a very much like a comic book frame mm-hmm. kind of I absolutely
3: shot. love in all of these when things get the worse they're gonna get like the lighting changes but it it's not like they change it actually within the scene you know yeah. you see it actually come into the frame and it's like. I'm, I'm, I think it really works for this movie and, and you, especially I'm sold by it in this story. Yeah.
1: You asked how I felt about it. And there and you have it. There you go.
3: <laughs> there
0: <laughs> you have it. Uh, for, for me, it, it takes me out a little bit, but I actually enjoy the story around it a lot more with the husband who's kind of like daydreaming about killing his wife. Kind of a theme here too is like a lot of crossed lovers. Mm hmm. Soap opera even. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. would say that. And, uh, you know, and and kind of his plan to use it to his advantage to get rid of his wife, I thought was just. I loved it. It was the most tales for the crypty one f- felt
3: to me like this story did. Oh, yes. I'm glad you yeah. said that yes. um, c- because I wanted to get to. I don't think tales from the crypt would have come if it wasn't for this movie. What? Like I know Although tales from the, the, the crypt stories thang, existed, but, but yeah. as far as making it a TV show, I, I think, 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 think this th- od- had probably had a big influence. I think you got to go
0: it. with like EC Comics over anything else would be more of a more like, you know what I mean? They're ge- they're basically taken from the same source. material. They are. They
1: are. Yes. No, 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 no. What, what I'm, what, what I know, what I think like I un- understand what he means is like, yeah, like it works, it works in this. Like, I think it's just the horror anthology as, as something that people might want to watch. Like comic books have always been known to inspire. Yeah, this is the things. first horror anthology. Come it's on, it's not the first horror anthology, but I feel like it's been a while, right? Hasn't it? I mean, you had
4: least... Tales of Terror was from was came out in the uh, late seventies, and was
1: that's iconic. As, yeah, that's. Oh, iconic I thought it was as, as early as I thought it was early. I thought I thought maybe this had been on. I might be for wrong about the decade, the but... date
4: on that. I'll, I'll look it up, but I mean, there's been tons of horror anthologies, but mm-hmm. Tales in the Hood. Come on! Oh, I know. Come but on. This is no, no. But
3: 82. like, it a,
1: but you, he, you're also talking about the tone of it, right? Because this has a very comedic tone. It absolutely, a lot does. Of it's definitely dark comedy. Tales from the Crypt did.
3: Yeah.
0: It it definitely okay. How do I put this? It tries dark comedy. It yeah. Okay. And it hits it. It hits it sometimes. That's the thing I feel like is the weakest part of the script. Is is like it's like you just didn't. And I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's actually the script or 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 the or the filming of it. Like it's like you
1: just didn't get the humor quite right on this. The humor? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if I would agree with that. I feel like they were going for
3: a very wide audience with this movie. Like when I when I watch it, it feels very like. Like, they wanted, like, a a little kid to watch it and be entranced by it. Which, you yeah, I mean. I would agree with that. It's a pretty soft R, you know? It is.
0: I was actually pretty shocked when I was like, R? I'm like, really? Yeah, it's a pretty soft R. It's
1: just, like, language, really. Is it? Yeah, because there's no nudity that I remember. I don't think there's any
0: nudity.
3: There's no
1: nudity. Um, I actually don't even really remember any curse words. There is. There is here this, and there. Yeah, especially the in the last. In the last one, especially in.
0: Um, oh yeah, the bug one. They're uh, creeping. They're, cre- they're creeping on you. Yeah, yeah. Which, if we're gonna get it, can we just want to jump
4: into well, that? Wait,
3: one? wait. Are we skipping one? No. no wow, we're not. Already... Also,
4: also, just uh, just just to go back. Yeah, trilogy of terror came out seventy five. Tales from the Crypt came out seventy two. Holy
3: shit! Okay, I take it back. Tales Crypt is based. Well, this on is Tales like eighty two though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, what I'm saying is, like, I thought there was a good decade.
3: Oh, where there it was there's, kind of a void.
4: I mean, yeah, there's, there's.
1: So you're saying it's more like six years. There's
4: other. There's, there's a lot of. I other guarantee
1: ones. you, if you
3: go back and watch that seventy two Tales from the Crypt, it ain't gonna be nothing like what you got in the nineties. <laughs>
4: like it's five. It's five horror movies. I've never seen it before. we will we'll have to check that one. Dude. I'll have to yeah, check it out. Cause cause I want to check that I, one out. I, now. I, yeah. I do.
1: I and and maybe we're wrong on this, but I kind of do feel like the tone of this film is very, very similar to where. Tales of the Crypt goes. Yeah, Tales of the Crypt comedy, like s- kind of like honest? not ever really super scary. I always remember. Uh, oh, that's are you kidding movie. me? Tales yeah. of no, no, no but what scary, I remember man. Tales from the Santa Dark Claus Side one? being a
3: little bit more serious. Is that weird? If you go back and watch it now, it does have like a a, a, a campiness. Yeah, to it. like Hello? even the Come scary, on. quote unquote, scary ones are have a little campiness to them. Yeah, but I, yeah, if I was to say do. any of these story, any of the stories
4: in Creep Show has a Tales from the Crypt vibe, it's going to be the Crate. Yeah. I think the crate has the most Tales from the Crypt vibe out okay, of all yes. of these. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I, agree, yeah. with I agree with that too. I agree with that too. it's also the most put together in terms of like plot story. It's driven at a good pace. It's like I think it's chopped I think it's edited the best too. Like the crate. I it's I it's one of my favorite actually now, after watching it again.
0: Hmm. Watching yeah. it. Again. Yeah. again. And then last but not least, we have They're Creeping On You, which is... uh, They're creeping up on you. If I had to pick my favorite one, this would absolutely be it for me. Yeah,
3: Wow. I I am shocked. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, this is the one that I always uh, miss because I fall asleep like five minutes into it. Yeah, this is my least favorite one. Or you
4: fall asleep at the end of the crate. yeah, yeah,
3: or you fall asleep at the <laughs> this end is the of least memorable this movie. It's not a good sign.
4: Least
0: memorable <laughs> no,
4: least
3: memorable story is what I'm saying, and it always has what? been. For me. This
4: one's not the least memorable. For- I remember this oh. one. I the thing I always remember was him finding the roach in his fucking oatmeal or whatever. Uh, yes. That that does burn Here's into the thing. my fucking head. I
0: absolutely hate bugs. And so this to me is fucking terrifying. It's a nightmare. This is a nightmare. It's a living nightmare. And the fact that this is the most expensive part of this film I did the math on this I think they spent like uh, on roaches alone they spent 125000 how do you know that? because they were what do you 50, mean you did the math? On because that? they there's they have the, the it was 50 cents a roach is what I read and it was uh, whatever the number of roaches it was I timed it by 50 cents
1: and it got $125,000 I so. bet you they got a deal <laughs> I bet you they got a bad yeah, deal. You like, they you got gonna a roach hundred roaches from us. All right, we'll give a bundle deal. A bundle, deal? A bundle yeah. roach deal. Yeah, <laughs> okay. You
3: couldn't pay me enough to handle that many roaches. No. <laughs> um,
4: fuck that. No. that. Especially when that
0: panic room is full of them.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like oh. Oh. this God.
0: this one also made me laugh the most, just because like how dark the humor was in this one. I love when the wife calls. The dark and humor is done well. In he's this just one, a sure. dick to her. Like yeah. about her dead husband. I was fucking dying like well acted I this I like this one a lot
3: It's true and I appreciated the 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 writing of this one much more than I ever have before um I think the setting makes me kind of tune out because it's mm. so blank and it's but I understand you know to for these roaches like they had to change it to a blank space so they could keep track of where the fuck they all went so, I
0: l- I like that too cuz it does make it feel like the clean I didn't hear anything that you said Chris You didn't hear that? <laughs> no They I did.
3: Originally this was written to be like an upper crust like loft like penthouse and then they changed it to a blank like basically a blank canvas so they could keep track of all the roaches. But I also
0: like the whole like uh the element of what's the dude who made the fucking spruce goose? Uh Howard Hughes. Howard like Howard Hughes aspect of it, of it like it's just this rich guy living up in a penthouse who's afraid of germs. Has some of the most interesting shots in the film, too. Like, I love the the, the peephole shot. Like, that's a great shot. Dude, yeah. so great. And just like funny as fuck. I was like, where do you get a peephole like that?
3: <laughs> I, I didn't remember how this one ended. And I thought it was going to go the direction of he's in like an insane asylum and he's imagining this. And that was like the whoever the you know the caretaker whatever on the other side talking to him and playing along with his delusion cool ending. they kind
4: of yeah they kind of they kind of couldn't decide what they wanted for the ending so they kind of they kind of gave you both like because i thought he was insane as well and then obviously all the cockroaches come pouring out of him and it's just like so wait is he insane is this all real what where are we at now and I, i couldn't decide which 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 I would have liked more. I think I kind of would have liked there. He's fucking insane because I was I'll getting like that, that the whole time in it that mm-hmm. he was like losing his mind because of the way everybody was treating him. Like, oh yeah, I'm sure you've got roaches right, again.
1: Exactly. Nobody can ever see him or find him or kill him. I, I'm, a, I am going to mirror Chris. This is it's not my my least favorite. I think it's my second least. I think Father's Day being the first one. This is my my second. I'm sorry, least second least. Does that make any sense? Yeah, second least favorite. Um. I, I agree also with Chris that I understand why it's supposed to be white and, and 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 pale like that because either they're looking after the... You said they're looking for the cockroaches? Yeah, dude. They had like
3: 2,500. You can't
1: something. find that shit in no. a, in a, in a well, no, loaded up that, furniture. But I didn't know. realize that that's why they chose the tone. I thought they chose the tone because they were trying to mimic like, yeah, this guy's squeaky clean kind that's of thing. That's what I thought too. But I do agree that like the other side of that is that like it's... a Fucking boring ass set, and I thought it was fu- the future at first. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this the future? I don't understand what's going on. Like, it that There's that part s- electrical makes it, storm going yeah, on outside? It just kind of makes
0: it real. Like, it's a it's a it's a like a blackout, which happens in New York.
1: That's where he's at. No, I understand he's in New York. i have just at first you think he's like, is he in like the year two 2000- thousand? you know, 2000? Yeah. 2000. It's like a stock <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, it's like a stock guy, right? Yeah, because like, he's yes. like talking on the computer and that's kind of weird. And th- the other thing that bothers me about this is that I feel like there's a lot of things that try to build tension, but they have nothing to do with anything. Like this guy, when he keeps getting cut off, like, sir, you don't understand what I'm saying. Sir, like you think that that's going to be like the main reason why all this is going on? And it doesn't go anywhere. No, it just kind of ends with this like,
3: the gross-out moment, which is just an endless amount of cockroaches. Yes. And you're like, okay. Like, I guess that's freaky. That's totally freaky, but it doesn't wrap up the story in any kind of way. It but, wasn't enough for me. Yeah, I and feel
4: it, like we can agree, out of all of these films, like, only a handful actually wrap up nicely. <laughs> can we?
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
4: Like, I feel like the ending is, like... Like not the best payoff in these in, in in the these stories. I will
3: say though, the cockroaches coming out of the body was very disgusting. Yes. And Dude, it was a shocking you way. You could to tell end somebody's this.
4: like shoving them through, like Ugh. they're getting pushed through. Ugh, I was it's like, Oh Jesus. Vomit.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I apologize. They spent ten thousand dollars on cockroaches. Ten thousand dollars. Still an astronomical amount to spend on cockroaches, but they had twenty thousand of them. Mm. i'm telling you they got a deal cockroach bill which i couldn't even He's like paying the cockroach guy. I, could, yeah. I couldn't even i couldn't even be anywhere like probably within a mile of that set
3: <laughs> I, I was thinking that actor is br- a brave guy because to take on that yes. role where you're like well you're pretty much going to be covered in roaches is that cool like that takes a special kind of person yep. Not i me. agree yeah i couldn't do it so chris what would you say was your favorite story you know, after this watch, I would say the one that I had the most fun with um, was the Jordy Verrill story. Um, the crate is a close second for me, though, also. What was your least favorite? This one? This one. It still is. I don't know why. It's just by this point, like, you're like, oh, there's another story. It's a fifth story. <laughs> like, it could have just, First, it could have it, it it probably just ended after the crate, like, as, like, that would have been a good one to end on. But then they put damn. this one in here. And, like, it just kind of drags it out a little longer, and, and, and the set is not interesting, and it's just one guy in one room, and that's what, never something I've loved. What if they swapped this one with the first story? Like, put this one in the front and that one in the back? Yeah. No, that, no, that wouldn't have been a good... I wouldn't want to end with Father's Day. I'm glad no. they got that out of the way in the beginning.
4: <laughs> Point being, they were both okay at best.
3: Kyle, what was your favorite?
4: Um... Yeah, it's it, it. Honestly, it's a toss up between uh the crate and the meteor one. Like honestly, like I, you know, I I always remember. I think I I you know I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna say it's the crate one because the crate one I didn't remember a whole lot, but after seeing it, I'm like, this is fucking fantastic. It's a great story, and the meteor one is the one that's like burned into my childhood memory. Like, oh, I always loved that and. Like, there was subtle things that I could pick out, like, ah, shit, you know what, I don't like that aspect of this aspect, but it still has a fantastic ending, and a really, it really, it of all the stories, I feel like it's the most impactful in terms of, like, the character's death. It's like, you know, you, you actually feel bad for this guy when he dies, you know? I don't feel sad for Adrian, but for characters, he's annoying as fuck, you know? But I think the crate is the best put together. What's your least favorite? Can I say
1: all of them? no <laughs> <laughs> that was his father's day yeah, that was his garbage
3: Oh garbage. What about you Mike?
1: um yeah, probably mirroring uh mirroring, uh Kyle. I'm gonna go with uh the crate and then it's gonna be uh the meteorite one and then I like the Leslie Nielsen uh jilted lover. Beach one. Slides so like, coming in. You've named almost all of them. <laughs> no, that's... that's uh, well, I, that's can, I can probably do it in order. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, that one is third. I like that one, too. And then it's towards the end where I'm like, okay, I don't really like... Um, I, I would say I don't like the Father's Day the least. That's the one I don't like the least. And then it's the... Uh,
4: By default, the Cockroach one just falls the fourth place.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, do we miss one? I no, feel like we not. missed Five. one. Five. I, if we're not ta- counting the... Tom Atkins. Now with uh, the wraparound. Rap around. Not, not, not counting that one at all. Okay, which sorry. I really enjoy. Yeah, I would I would probably put that a little higher.
3: <laughs> I would too.
0: Yeah. Uh for me, uh it up on you is my favorite, and I'd say my least favorite is Father's Day. That's
1: just it's just it sucks. I think we can all we can all agree on one thing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Father's Day is the worst of the uh yeah. the bench.
0: Get the get that man some cake. <laughs>
3: why they got it out of the way. Give me cake, bitch. And then, as mentioned, Chris
0: mentioned the wrap up. The wrap up. Yeah, yeah. We roll into that next. Where? Uh... Well,
3: all be- I like all between like the segments. You see little bits and pieces of the comic book, like different ads for yeah. things, and 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 I think in around the middle you see the voodoo doll ad. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then the garbage guys who are played by Tom Savini mm-hmm. and uh, somebody else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> who was probably like a legend we just Steve, not Steve paying attention. It was yeah. actually Steve Savini, his cousin. <laughs> yeah. Steve. Stevie Savini. Stevie <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: They pick up the comic book and realize the voodoo doll ad has been cut out. Well, that's what I
4: like about it because they're picking up and they're going through because I remember doing that when I was a kid. I had like, Comic books, and I had like different, like you know, kids' magazines. They all had like you know, spy gear and yeah.
3: send away 150
4: for... foot long UFO, like spy glasses <laughs> 150
3: and 150 foot wow. long. UFO. You damn. don't remember that ad?
4: No, it, it was the the drawing was so funny. It was like the smallest little kid holding a string, and then the most oblong cigar shaped balloon you've ever seen. It's like just. Dominating, massive. yeah, it's
1: massive. I did the same thing when I was a kid. I used to be like super in a Wolverine, yeah, and uh, the the Work boot company Wolverine came out around that year, and they used to always put those boots in there. And there was like a deal to get like a pair for like a hundred bucks or something like that. And I mailed it in. I got a pair of Wolverines that I would wear them all the time. And I (laughs) and I remember putting them on for the first time, not realizing they were steel toe. Yeah, i would being like, that's fucking weird. (laughs) Like, what's wrong with these? I remember (laughs) I always
4: I used to always beg my parents for Wolverine boots. Yeah, and then I remember when I saw them and I was like, oh, I don't want those. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't, I do not wear like that. They're like the worst pair of boots I've ever worn. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, probably great for work, yes, but, <laughs> like, why, it's such a weird thing to try to sell to kids, but it worked. <laughs> that I, as a fucking old will be like, yeah, man, I think I'm going to get some fucking yeah, work you know, boots. I need sick steel, I Wolverines. need some steel toe, I, I
4: need to protect my feet, you know, I need some safety gear when I'm going to school. It's so funny. It's just the same name. That's but the only that's, thing I bought. they like Wolverine's <laughs> boots. Going back to what I was saying, I think that's like the best payoff. It that That's like one of the best payoffs in this movie is these these guys are flipping through and they're like, oh, let's order that. Let's order that. And then it's like, you can't, dummy. It's already been cut out. And then it's like, oh, the kid bought that shit. And then the dad start, and Tom Atkins starts having throat pain.
0: Because he doesn't have that mustache to protect him. Yeah, he doesn't no. have that. The, right. the, the mystical mustache, mustache, mustache shield. That can it stop is, a voodoo, It, it doll, is, uh, that's, that's <laughs> a, Everybody knows
4: that Tom Atkins' mustache can
3: it, stop
0: voodoo magic. <laughs> anything. Yeah, It's a great, it's a great ending. It really is. I do
3: enjoy that ending. Yeah, because the dad is such a, an asshole, you know? He's like, just for liking horror magazines, he's like, can you believe this crap? Why does he like all this crap? Let's get rid of this crap. He says crap a lot, just like, like Chris just did. It could be a drinking game.
0: Hey, well, you know what we should do? We should take a crap. And by that, I mean, let's take a break. Because we'll be right back. (laughs)
2: Richard!
0: I'm going to get you. You hear me, Richard? You hear me, Richard? I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna hold your breath, there, Harry. I'm gonna hold your breath. Uh, I do want to touch a little bit um, on some of the technical st- technical before mm. we get into our reviews of Creepshow. Um, I there's things that I think really stand out. I think lighting is one of them. Um, I enjoy. I, I I like the editing of it. I th- heard there may be some
3: backlash on that. I enjoyed the editing. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the editing is good in some segments. I think there was like four, at least four different editors for each segment, so there's various styles of editing. And like I said, that um, something to tide you over. Like there were, it just dragged in some parts, and I feel like that could have.
4: Yeah, you know. I think Mike, Chris, and I agree that some of it's edited well and some of it's not. And you're giving it the, the golden you're giving the, the okay. golden ticket for editing.
0: I'm giving it the okay. Especially because the transitions in between the each story is done really I love well. That. Yeah, Those I love are that. done really well, kind of can make up for one story out of five. I like the fr- <laughs> I
3: like the frames they choose to end on and then yeah. how they transition over to the next story. I think it feels good. Yeah, but, I do. Yeah.
4: I I do love that. I love how every story starts as a as a cell in a comic book and then it fades into, you know. I I love that. I thought it was done It well. helps
0: this movie feel
3: more comic book than a lot of comic book movies. It really yeah, does.
0: It
4: does. Like
3: and the perspective they do of it too. Not everything's just you know two D straight on. It's like they they'll put it at angles. They try to like they try to do creative things with the way they showed the cells and the live action stuff in it.
4: There was <laughs> talking about editing. There was one camera choice. It it was during the Father's Day one, and I think it was like it was like at the very beginning, and it like just opens with like a Dutch angle, like a uh, a. Uh, like a half Dutch angle on the, of the gravestone. I'm just like, that's like pointless. You're not doing anything for me. You just threw that in. Cause you thought, Oh, this, if I put it at a slant, it's spooky. It'll be spooky. <laughs> I'm just like, looking. at him like, why would you, you didn't even do like a full, yeah. you did, you did like one degree.
3: I, I'd like to think that they just, they said, do whatever on this. Like, it seemed like it was kind of a passion project for Stephen King and R- Ramiro. Like, and I, they had, kind of had free reign, I think, at the time to do so. And so they were just trying all kinds I mean, of shit with this. I didn't
0: say, and here's the thing, too, is like, I didn't say it earlier, but man, it's pretty impressive what they do with an $8 million budget, honestly. It made its money back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, that's not a very big budget, you know, especially for the actors that they have in this film. I don't know how, how much they were taking at the time, but, you know, they some of them can't be that cheap, I wouldn't imagine. And then, you know, the, it, there's the sets aren't that, you know, they're not bad and,
3: they're very comic book looking like yeah. they, they, they're they're kind of made to look, you know, a little fantasy. But they, you
0: can definitely tell they made that eight million stretch. And that's, you know, that's pretty damn impressive for what they they did. So I, I can I I love, back it on that.
3: Yeah. The opening credits, like, cause it's all animated. Right. Yeah. I love that. Like, I think I think, yeah, the lighting is a huge thing for this, because how else can you make it feel like a yes. comic book without having extreme lighting? And, yeah, I yeah the cast, I feel like they all, like, yep they were all probably excited to do this movie at the time. Like, I know Stephen King was very excited, so I think there's good energy on this set. Was this coked up Stephen King, 82?
1: Is yeah, this coked I, up? Yeah, I would probably say he's probably still coked up at this time. Oh, God. <laughs> <My> <laughs> Is this coked life. up, King? <laughs> Thanks for joining the conversation, Mike. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, so what I have we- no idea if he was coked up, dude. I don't know.
0: What are we rating this, uh, Mammer Jams? We're going with- Creep show comic books. Creep show comic books. Who do we want to start with? Let's start with Kyle. You know, I, I, I was trying to figure
4: out how I'm going to make this decision, and I, I'm giving it a three out of five uh, because I liked three out of the five stories. We got five short stories, and I and three of them I really enjoyed. I think this is, you know, I wish I would have seen this when it first came out, and I Was in a different. I was in 1982 headspace, because I don't know how the film would have played to me differently if I had seen it then. Um, Because nowadays, seeing it after seeing all these other movies and after following both George Romero and Stephen King's careers and, and and knowing kind of like when they're in their zone, what they're doing. So it's it for me. It's like I'm like, are they just? Are they? Having fun with it and being tug in cheek, or is that a victim of age? I don't know. It's hard for me to tell. Um, but overall, the crate story is fantastic. That that's the I think I really think that's the gem of this one. A close second to that is uh, Stephen King's uh, solo story, um, just because I like the way I like the mood and the tone and what it sets up for in you know the pot- potential future going forward of how this town's going to get overrun by uh, meteorite juice. Meteor shit. Meteor shit. Um, what was the third one? Oh, and the uh, the the other one, the, the the one that I liked third was the uh, Leslie Nielsen one. I thought that one was was good. I thought I could have tweaked it and made it maybe made it uh, a more impactful story for me personally. But I still liked the serial killer element. And they're going for something that's not fake as a as the <laughs> killer. They're going for some real
1: horror. I like how Kyle's like, I think I probably, if I was smarter than Stephen King and George Romero, I would have, you know what I am? I am better than them. <laughs> I didn't say that. Here's the <laughs> here's the thing, though, man, and I, not to, not saying that Kyle
0: said that, but to kind of back him up on a little bit on, on the pseudo-argument that Mike's trying to have, yeah. Um, is that, yeah, dude, Stephen King's terrible at ending stories. I mean, look at what he did. Oh, th- get the fuck out of here. Beast, dude. <laughs> no. When was the last time you read, a Stephen King book? Come on, man! That guy can't end stories. Whatever. Look at look, look at what Frank Darabont did. Look at the Mist. T-t-t- just fucking made such a better ending with the Mist on his own. Did the same thing. Here's the thing, too. Well, like, I'm going. I feel going, like, I feel like you're your like. Turn? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going next. <laughs> I'm going next. I'm taking. I'm taking okay. the reins on this one. I, you know, here's the thing. In listening to this podcast, on at least two of the stories that I can remember from the talking, we came up with better endings on at least two of them. Uh... I don't think this movie is that funny either. I I think the humor is a miss on this and it's just too tame for me. Like I like the technical aspect of this movie, but for me, the farthest I can go on this is like a two. Um, it, 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 it drags. It does drag. Um, I will say that, especially just certain stories drag because you're like, this is just fucking going nowhere. Like with, Father's Day doesn't kind of feels like it goes nowhere, and it kind of feels the same way with. Even though I like that one with the what what tides over you, it kind of feels like uh, we don't really know where to go with this. Um, You know, crate's good. I I really enjoyed the last one. I think that's probably my like I said again my favorite one, and, and to me at least the the most I don't know the most terrifying one, and more like it felt the most adult. Well, it speaks. It speaks. That's the one that speaks to your real, actual, real, terror yeah, and, real, and real life uh, terror and uh, really well. terror. But it also felt like again the most adult story to me, where the rest felt like again soap opera and it, soap opera, soap opery and safe. Uh, the other ones felt safe. I don't know. Uh, that's just just my opinion. I'm gonna go with the two one creep show. Not not my thing. Hoping creep show two is a lot better.
1: It's not. <laughs> Mike. Um. How's Creep Show three? Oh, heard, oh man, I, I, I didn't terrible. even bother. Yeah. I never yeah, even bothered that. I tried with to watch
3: Creep Show Raw on YouTube, which is like some fan thing that like it actually got the rights to do it and yeah. it has like Michael Madsen in it.
1: It's Is it good? No. Oh, okay. Well I'm curious. I don't know. <laughs> That's um, all I will say about that. I'm gonna give it like a three point five. Um I like the direction it goes. I like that it sticks to uh it, it really does give the impression of a comic book and not only that, but, like, a 1980s horror comic book, like, I think we're we're forgetting that, like, that style of telling horror, like, I feel like this film really encapsulates that. You know, like, when you watch, when you read a lot of horror comics and stuff like that, there is a sense of, like, I've never known somebody to, like, have a like a horror comic in their hand and just like throw it down in fear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, too scary. You know, like there's, (laughs) there is a level of camp that I think goes along with that. And like, I feel like this film really does a good job at capturing that. Um, I think that's the strong point. Um, but you know what? I will agree to one thing that, um, I, this film is not as good as I remember it. I will say that as a kid, I think it plays a lot better than it doesn't as an adult. Um, I don't know that I'd agree, uh, with some of your guys' negative comments about the film, like, not being funny or not really, uh, I don't know. I I think there's a lot, there's so much to like about the film that even if it doesn't do it all perfectly right and cohesively put it together, I still think there's a lot to glean from this film, and I really like it, so, yeah. Chris!
3: Yeah, I feel like this movie still brings me a lot of joy when I watch it. Uh it it's definitely not perfect. It has its flaws, no doubt, like any 80s horror film. Um, you know, and this was trying something a little different I think at the time, and and in my opinion it succeeded. And if, if I could go back and see this in 1982 it'd be amazing to see it on a big screen I think at the time because the visual aspect of it is kind of a spectacle, you know, and and they really do some creative things with the lighting. Tom Savini coming in with these, like, uh, very creative effects and monsters and creatures and, you know, even down to Leslie Nielsen shooting this, you know, the sea monsters mm. and the head and like the liquid coming out of it. You know, it has a lot of really good gags in it. It has a lot of really good effects. And I think that's kind of what people remember this movie for is not only like the stylistic approach of the comic book, but also the the gore gags that are in it and the blood gags. Um, Yeah, some of these stories uh, definitely hold up and were very fun to watch and others were kind of a drag. Um, I'm going to go with the 3.5 as well. I like the wraparound story and like, yeah, I really can honestly say like, you know, three of the five stories like I I can say I really enjoy watching the other two are. Yeah, you they they they're there and you know it's a part of the film but it's you know <laughs> they could have been maybe like changed to other stories, I don't know. They're
4: there. Yeah,
3: so I'm going to go with 3.5. Um I I like Creepshow. You know, I don't love Creepshow. I think it's a uh, really fun film. I think it's definitely something you could watch with your kids nowadays. It's not it's a really soft R-rated film. Um but yeah, it's uh definitely go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's a fun anthology. There you have it, guys. That's our show for this week. Before we go, though, we have a shout-out to do. We sure do. This one's from Chirality. Uh, this is a five-star review. Is that short for Kyle Reality? I'm just wondering. Yeah, that was me. Chirality.
1: Oh. Real Kyle versus the, re- the fake. Oh, virtual yeah. Kyle that we've, been, we've only known all <laughs> our lives. I'm like the fucking lawnmower man up yeah. in here. I love it. You live in my mind.
3: <laughs> Chirality says... Came for the Akira episode a couple of weeks ago and now have been sucked in, probably about 20 deep. It has been fun watching stuff and finding an episode where they've discussed the film uh, to get their thoughts, even when I'd be disagreeing. Some suggested future reviews Return of the Living Dead, El Topo, Dark Star, Wrist Cutters, and Rollerball, 1975. There's oh, definitely yeah.
0: a bunch on there that are going to be coming up. Have to. Oh, for like, sure. Like have to. We've actually. talked about them for a while. Yeah.
3: Yeah, thanks Chirality, for the five star review. We appreciate that.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Alright guys, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so at Colt Film in Review on Instagram, Cult Film underscore review on Twitter, check out our Facebook page, we got YouTube, but you don't have to go to YouTube, you can just go to ColtfilminReview.com for all your cult film needs. You can catch all of our episodes on there, you can get our store there, you can put in your request for what film you would like us to review in our fan rotation pick so make sure you go there and you fill that out again it's cultfilmandreview.com where you can put in your request for a movie of us a movie of us? No, movie for a us. movie for us to review sorry, wow, that hurt um <laughs> coming yeah. out. oh my brain, it hurts uh,
1: DBs are gonna come down on yeah, that so one. many DBs <laughs>
0: So you can follow Kyle. Ah!
4: You can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. And you can follow Chris. Ah!
3: Uh, cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike ah! at Mike Salustio
0: on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're gonna join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. And then then I said, maybe it was one of the old cats.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Must have been one of the old cats.